Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Hello everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Josh, and I'm the founder of the Animation Station Podcast. Last week we participated in Podcast Blackout in support of Black Lives Matter. It was our first week without an episode since we started the podcast back in 2016. The episode you're about to listen to with our good friend Adam MacArthur was recorded on April 15th. That's the reason you're not going to hear anything about the ongoing fight for equality. We thank you all so much for your understanding. Please stay safe, wear your masks, and if you can, please consider donating to our fundraiser for The Trevor Project. It helps at-risk LGBTQ plus youths to find a safe place to talk where someone will listen. You can find the link in our show notes and on any of our social media pages. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh and today we're going to have a nice fun little chat. Uh, We've got a very special guest, someone who's been on the show before, uh, Mr. Adam MacArthur, and he is going to chat all kinds of fun stuff with us. So Adam, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm living that quarantine life, as they say. Right? Isn't it fun? It's, you know what? I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Some days it's it's fun. fun. Some days it is fun. Some days it's fun. Some days it's like, you know, maddening, staring at the ceiling, wondering what the heck is going on. But, you know. Yeah, I... I've been I've been kind of busy. Like I we I put together a new uh, recording booth because awesome. I was recording out of a closet, so I got tired of that. So I was able to put a new booth together. Awesome. So we're putting the finishing touches on it after this recording. So it should be good to go by this afternoon, and I'm very excited. Nice. That's super exciting. Is it like a full on like like little whisper room kind of thing? No, I wish. Uh, we're not staying in here that long, so I didn't want to you know build like an actual nice one so it's just a uh i went to vocal booth to go and i got some noise canceling blankets made a pbc frame draped everything over it we're going to be velcroing everything today uh so yeah that's the whisper room is definitely once we get into a house that we know that we're going to be in for a while then yes whisper room will come in but i didn't want to have to build one and then like in like six months take it down right some of them, some yeah. of them apparently you can't even take apart. Like once they're together, they're together. They stay where they are, which I don't know. Seems, I don't know, man. That's a that's a big commitment. Yeah, like that's why I wanted to build one because like if I build one, then I can you know make sure that I put things in place to where I can take it apart. Yeah. Or since I've built it, I can I'll know how to take it apart. Um, plus, I can do it for like half the cost of like those really nice ones that are like five grand, right. but they're fantastic and super cool. But it's like oh, I could make one for way less than that. Yeah, well, and it's, have the same basic thing. It's been interesting because um, I mean, a lot of my friends and myself included, I I already had sort of a home setup, but a lot of people were scrambling when all this started happening, mm-hmm. especially because the work has slowed down a little bit, but not yep. not not a ton actually and um i've been auditioning a ton i know a lot of my um like other vo friends have been auditioning a ton too so yeah this this like rush to get a uh, a good sounding home setup has been has been the thing that i think has occupied a lot of uh, voice actors mm-hmm. time at least initially in in quarantine i use a uh, i have this thing called an isovox 
Um, it looks okay. like <laughs> it looks like a giant scuba suit head, like, like a helmet. Um, but you get in it; it's probably like I don't know, maybe like four feet long, three and a half feet long, something like that. And you kind of stand; it just covers your head. It rests on your it doesn't rest on your shoulders, but it's like shoulder height. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get in it, but it's mounted in a closet that has carpeted floor and foam padded walls and stuff like that and uh so yeah. so is the inside is it uh you know uh, does it have like foam or yeah. anything in there to okay yeah the box itself like the thing that makes up the isovox is made of like this really dense foam it's awesome it sounds great and i'm i'm or i've already been doing jobs that are like you know straight to broadcast so it uh it's getting the job done but it's nice to have nice. something at home that dude, that sounds awesome, dude. Uh, we'll swap picks. I'll I'll send you a pic of this. I want to okay. see that the ISO box because that sounds fascinating. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll send it to um, you. Because I mean, I've been doing a lot of the audiobook stuff because nice. that is one thing that happened. Like a lot of you know bigger audiobook people, they would go into studios, so yeah. they didn't have home setups. So now if there's a lot of people out there that like. Uh, I had a friend of mine who was contacted by uh, Penguin Random House because they needed. Uh, they needed narrators. Wow. So they just contacted him directly because they had worked with him before. Yeah. But this one, they were like, dude, we need, we're like hurting right now because the audiobook is still like booming right now. Yeah, I bet. So it's one of those where it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, that's what I'm, I'm kind of going more into is the narration side. Nice. VO, like, I like doing it, but narration is just one of those, like, it's, it's a bit of an easier field to get into, at least starting wise. Mm hmm. And I still get to, you know, I still get to act. I still get to read. I still get to do my stuff. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. I have a, one of my good college buddies um, does that full time. And I think he probably records, gosh, I don't even know. I think it's like, I forget how many titles he does a year. But he, it's like <laughs> his schedule is his schedule's crazy. He's never not recording a book. Yeah. Or at least one. Sometimes it's multiple at the same time. And he's yeah. insane with accents, and so he gets a lot of these books where it's like, you know, multiple characters. It's, I don't know, that's talent. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, the book, really, like, I, I I thought it was going to be easy because, you know, you just read a book. It was like, no, it's not. Yeah. I've and, done... like, the amount of research that they don't tell you that you need to do. Right. Like, this person is from Kent, and you're like, okay, what does a Kent accent sound like? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I've, done, a, I've done a couple. I've done probably, gosh, I don't know, maybe ten audiobooks. But all of the, most of the ones, I would say like nine of those ten, have been multiple character books where I'm just playing one character. Like they bring in different actors for the different characters. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I'm not even reading the whole book, which is which is nice. But you know, my I, <laughs> I always get pushed into that like, like young teen like 13 to 16 year old range well uh, yeah i mean so we have voices for that like i can't be like a big gruff man (laughs) like that will never be my strong suit right right i'll I'll be like you know late high schools college kid that's what i'm at yeah it's okay i like fred tattisher i don't want to take any of his jobs yeah (laughs) uh yeah so it's yeah it's it's a fun i mean it's you know it pays bills. That's that's the main thing. It pays nice. bills. That's that's what we do. Um, but yeah, so 
what all like have you have you been watching anything uh during during the quarantine um gosh i've been watching yes i've been watching a lot of stuff because what the heck else am i gonna do um pretty much yeah (laughs) um i've been watching psychopaths which is uh nice in anime you know you're familiar yeah we had uh rob mccollum on nice Uh, he was he was one of our first guests nice yeah, that's he's, awesome. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's God. It's such a good, it's such a good anime. It's really cool. Yeah, actually, I animes. I'm still like, I'm not 100 percent sold on all of them, and I know there's different like genres and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but with Psychopaths, when I turned it on, like literally the theme song started, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Like it was just the right choice. The animation style was still, even though I think it came out in 2012. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it it still felt like I don't know, still felt current or like it was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also really it's it's an easy one to kind of jump into because they don't like throw like a ton of exposition at you at the very beginning. Yeah, they're just like, all right, here's the world. Here's boom and boom. These guys are basically dogs. Uh, you can't use the gun uh, on other people like someone who's not it's it's very like it gives it to you real quick yeah so you're in and and i like that you're going with uh is it is it akane Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're going with akane like on her first mission so you're learning with her right and not just it's not like something like we'll just say my hero academia where they're like, all right, all these kids got superpowers and they know how to use their superpowers fantastically, basically. Here you go. Right. Here's just their day-to-day lives. Right. Um, so like, I, I like how, like, she learns and everything. If I thought it was a great anime, you know, like, from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, we even get that movie. Yeah, so, okay, is, so I'm nice. I'm halfway through season one, so I'm just kind of, like, you know, just getting into it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. the theme song just changed, so, you know, I've just passed, yeah. <laughs> I've just passed that, like, yeah, first That's arc. when you know you have that midway point, like, when, yeah. the theme, when the song changes, and that's usually when the anime takes a different turn. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, okay, so I just passed that point, and I know that there's, is there three seasons? There's three seasons, right? There's there's two seasons and the movie. Two seasons and a movie. Okay. Yeah. From from what I've gathered, just people like tweeting at me and stuff when I told like when I said I was watching Psychopaths, is a lot of people don't like the second season. Did you find that? Was it it's a little. I mean, you'll you'll see why. Yeah. Um. There's there's stuff that happens in one that carries over into two, mm-hmm. and. There, there's also characters in two that kind of suck, uh, and they they're main characters. Oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's they. Without spoiling season two or the end of season one, um, the stuff that happens in season one kind of carries over into season two. Okay. Uh, but the movie does help resolve a little bit of it. Gotcha. Okay. Like season the, the, the movie feels lies? like a. Is the movie after season two it's timeline after, or yeah. is it okay after? Um, just because like when you watch it, it's one of those uh, you finish uh, you finish season two and then the movie came out and it felt like it was a yeah we know that we should have done some different things different in season two so here's this as an apology that's kind of what the movie feels that's, like that's awesome <laughs> now and from what I understand too this show was not based on an anime right it's just a show. 
I mean, Correct. I'm not yeah, based it, on yeah, it, was, it was yeah, it was not a manga. They they did a manga later um, that okay. follows. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Shinya, uh, Kogami, Kogami yeah. and his old partner. Okay. So they they've got one that follows that and like how his partner, you know, turned and everything like that and why uh, Kogami became a dog basically. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty. I cool. like how we say dog, and people that haven't watched this are like, "So does he like actually turn into a puppy dog?" <laughs> yeah, be like you'll have to watch. To I don't know. Any anytime someone talks about dogs in anime, I just go right back to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Full Metal. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, R.I.P. <laughs> Poor Nina. <laughs> oh man, man, Full Metal have just so many different things in it. Like I, I was, I was listening to like because I was uh, editing that Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and you had like just finished Full Metal. Oh wow, that's so awesome. I, I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, oh yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, it's so good. I just bought a uh, Crunchyroll has a uh, like I pre-ordered it a year ago and I forgot about it. Um, but this that's about how it happens with anime. Like you pre-order yeah. <laughs> it and then like it takes three and a half years to come out. Yeah, so I pre-ordered this this light up statue of ed and al and it is like it's massive actually but it's so cool um from crunchyroll and it just came like a week ago and it's already in my display case of collectibles yeah it's it's pretty fantastic it looks it looks good because there's actually not a lot of merch for full metal alchemist i mean i guess at this point it's like pretty old it's been out for a while but i'm like dang i don't know it's such a good one it's such a good one but uh okay so what else am i watching so watching Cycle Pass. Watching the My Hero. Watching My Hero always. Um, which this last arc, um, the school festival. I, after the arc with Overhaul and Aerie and all that stuff, it was like I don't know. It was slow, but I get it. Um, I'm excited for uh, the next season. I'm excited we're f- like confirmed for season five and that it's going to keep going. Um, yeah, so, I mean that that it's great. Like I I've I I don't watch it mm-hmm. just because like I'm I watched shonen anime growing up, and to me it just all kind of feels the same. It's the same formula, but you know like we're we're gonna fight. We're gonna have a uh, a hero who is a or our protagonist who is kind of weak. Um, will learn how to do all of their powers, uh, become super ridiculously strong. There will be a tournament. Uh, there will be a mentor character that usually uh, something happens to. Like they usually die at some point. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's it just it's just the same kind of formula. And but it's so good. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's so good. And actually, the voice acting is incredible on the dub. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of really, there's just a lot of really great performances, which is also something I appreciate about about it. Aside from the character and the story and all that stuff, it's it's really good. It's worth it. You're in quarantine, man. Watch it. <laughs> I, I have I have more things to do. Okay. I have, okay. Uh, fine. You're like, right. I guess some playing, of us have to be playing, productive. I've been playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I've been one of those. I've been playing Animal Crossing. I don't own a uh, Switch, so I haven't I haven't fallen prey to the uh Animal Crossing. Well, now it trap. feels like, you know, people are moving on into the <clears throat> excuse me, into the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right. Yes. Which I never played either. I never Same, played either. Yeah, I'm, didn't, I'm, this, I'm was, a, this was my This was your what? 
this is my first Animal Crossing. Like, I never played them before. I've never played a Final Fantasy. But my friend was like, dude, you need to play it. And he was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll play it. Because I already had a Switch. Yeah. And uh, what, what we've been doing since quarantine started, we've been not good people. Um, our, uh, like, I live in an apartment complex. And I moved in next to some of my best friends from Oklahoma, um, they live literally right next door to me. So they come over on Friday nights and I make them dinner and then we play Mario. That's awesome. So we've been playing, <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Switch every Friday night. Uh, we finally beat it last, last week. Nice. So it took us, it took us four weeks to beat the stupid thing. Wow. But we did it. Um, and, uh, so I, I had it and I was only using the Switch for Mario. And he was like, hey, I'll, you know, here's, here's this. So I downloaded the game, played it, and now I'm, I'm stuck there. Nice. On this island <laughs> with my animals. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends, which is my go-to nice. game right now. PUBG for a while, although that game is so glitchy, it's frustrating to play. But yeah, Apex Legends is, uh, is a lot of fun. Have have you played the new uh, Call of Duty? Uh, Warzone, the yeah. like the battle royale. I have it downloaded, but I don't think I've played it. I think I've done. Okay, I uh, one of my buddies just asked me to download it, so I downloaded it like a week ago. I did the tutorial that you have to go through in order to be able to play in Battlezone, um, but I have not um, actually like played a game on it because every time I get on, I just turn on Apex. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that it does have multiple modes, which mm-hmm. is nice. Modes so in, what, it's not, in, like, what way? Uh, they've got, like, your your standard, you know, like, PUBG where you kill everybody and you want to be the first team. Yeah. But then they have, like, a cash grab game mm-hmm. where uh, you kill and you, like, that gives you cash. Um, and then you go and you find all of these crates and everything, and that gives you cash. And if you have the most cash at the end of this time limit, you win. Oh, that's fun. So it it takes that that same like, you know, battle royale, but it gives it kind of like a purpose too. Yeah. Because yeah. instead of having like, if you're like the number one team, it kind of gives like it lets everybody know that you're the number one team, so people kind of like go towards you. Yeah. So instead of being fully on the offensive, you kind of go on the defensive because you kind of want to hole up. Because like, if there's like forty five seconds left in the game, a lot right. of people are going to be coming towards the first place. So if you're first place. You want to like hide, and so does it tell it tell like, them on the map where you are? Yes, it tells them on the map. Ooh, that's fun. So it like gives you like a, a help. So like whoever's in the lead, it's like ba bing, and we'll let them. You know, you'll see, you know, where they are. Yeah. So it, it gives it like a, a special little bit of a something special, not just full like battle royale. Last man standing. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. You've convinced me. I've already got it downloaded anyway. It was a massive download. I feel like it oh was my like gosh, a, it was so huge, it was like hundred gigs or something like that. I'm like, what the? Heck? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I had to delete a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so okay, so I've been playing Apex. I've been watching Psychopaths. I've been watching My Hero. I've been watching a ton <laughs> of Naked and Afraid XL. <laughs> I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with this show. It's a uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's the quarantine and, like, the survival aspect of the show, but uh, you're familiar with Naked and Afraid, right? Yes. 
Okay, so Naked and Afraid XL, instead of every episode being two people and then at the end of the episode, they either make it or they don't, which is very fast. And having watched XL and going back and trying to watch regular Naked and Afraid, I don't, I don't really like it. Um, XL follows a group for um, 40 days. And so each season okay. is the same group. So you get to see like... Every episode is like a couple of days time as opposed to two weeks time. So you get to see a lot more stuff. Um, they When they first get launched uh, to wherever the location is, they're like eight. They get split. So they're groups of like three or four people. And then what they don't know is that there's actually like 12 or 13 people out in the area that they're in. But they might be like eight miles apart. And so eventually what happens over the course of the season is like someone will leave an area to find new resources and they'll they'll run into another Come across group. a new group yeah and then they'll merge and then like so by the end most of the time you have like a group of like i don't know anywhere from like 8 to 12 people who are trying to cross the finish line together but it just adds a whole new level of like you know cuz when you're hunting for resources or trying to find food like feeding nine people versus two people is a lot different so i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's really fun and you get to know the people over the course of the season so see that but, sounds a lot better than regular naked and afraid yeah like i said i didn't i've never really watched the regular one but then trying to watch it after watching xl i'm like ah this is lame cuz they basically just show you the stuff that people want to see in reality shows which is yeah, like people they, getting they mad and the fights like, yes but I want to see, like, I don't know. I want to see the guy's method for figuring out how he can catch eels in a in a little river pond or little whatever, um, you know. And he they like have time to explain it and like show it, and I don't know. You still get the drama because, of course, people are hangry <laughs> after yeah. like thirty days of no food. But um, yeah, it's really that. So I've been watching a ton of that, and then. My guilty pleasure, which just started April 1st, is The Challenge on MTV. That is, like, my all-time favorite reality show. I don't know what that is. What's The Challenge? Oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. It's been on for years. So back in, like, the 90s when The Real World started, a few mm-hmm. years after The Real World was on, they started a show called Road Rules. Yes. And basically, like, yeah, so you know what it is. So they would take people from Real World, um, and then they would also cast their own people like directly to the show um and the the road rules people would hop in an rv and they would drive around the united states and compete and like do these like challenges and competitions and i'm pretty sure at that like initially you could win money or something but it was like i think you did it as a team but that has sort of evolved so they at one point they had road rules the challenge and then it just they lost road rules because they don't travel anymore they go to one location and it's sort of like the real world meets Survivor, um, but like amped up a little bit. And what's cool about it is, so there's like there's like extreme games. Um, there's different themes every season. So like uh, this season is an every man for himself game. Um, but before they do like War of the Worlds, where it's like they'll have like people who are from the MTV reality show Legacy, like Real World or or the other challenges. Um, compete against people who've won like Survivor and Big Brother and um, a bunch of different like other shows too. So I don't know. It's fun. What I what I love about it is a lot of the same people are on it that have been on it for years. So it's people that I've been watching on either the Real World or the Challenge for literally like some of them have been on for like 
I don't know, 15 seasons of the challenge. Dang. Yeah. So they bring the same people, a lot of the same people back. They'll introduce new people like every season. Um, but it's mostly people you've seen before who are competing again. So you know like, oh, like Wes is, you know, his strategy is very, very mental. And you know that like uh, CT always likes to play play it cool and he doesn't really, you know, cause any any waves until he has to like choose a side and you know you so there's like all this stuff it's totally strategy it's uh yeah it's a lot of fun so that's on mtv and then i do also love survivor so i watch survivor too yeah uh your son's a lot cooler than mine i've just been watching a lot of korean dramas that's, <laughs> that's what i've been doing just sitting alone crying in quarantine watching Pretty watching much, your yeah. k-dramas like i watched uh the second season of kingdom came out during quarantine uh-huh. and it's like zombie uh, like a, a zombie infection takes place in like uh like in korea okay but it's like uh oh shoot it's not like medieval korea it's like uh Words are escaping me. Um, just like old time Korea, old time Korea. Yeah, like yeah. they they they've just got guns basically. Okay. Um. So it's it's pretty old, and it's like all of this, you know, Korea, and it's great. And then I've been watching uh, these two other ones. Um. One of them is about like a plane goes down, uh, and it's a terrorist attack. Um. And you think it's because this these like two rival um, airline companies are vying to get the Korean sponsorship to make these new planes. Yeah. So this military contract and this uh, one company basically crashes this other this plane uh, and makes it seem like it's mechanical failure. Because the other airline corporation owns this plane. So they're like, oh, no, you can't trust these guys because their plane went down. Gotcha. Uh, and they killed, like, all these people. And they killed this one guy's nephew who is a stuntman. And so he's that's their excuse for giving him, you know, the best powers imaginable. He, like, does parkour. He, he'll get thrown off a building and just be totally fine so that's how they can justify because he's a stunt man that's awesome uh and then i've been watching this other one which isn't as cool but it's about like korean lawyers and like this one lawyer uh kind of catfishes this other lawyer at the beginning like gets involved with him um so that she can steal all of his you know documents uh on this case because she is the uh, the other lawyer, she's the defense to his prosecution, and yeah. it's just it's a crazy thing. And then they end up working at the same law firm, which is like this big law firm in Korea. And it sounds like amazing. drama. It's so drama, and it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It has. Where do you, where do you watch these? Netflix on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it has one of the best product placements in anything I've ever seen. Like across the board, or like are across you talking the about board. one specific moment where they placed a product and you were like, "Wow, that was incredible." Well, they do it a lot. Like that's one thing <laughs> that I've noticed in these like K dramas, like in uh, Vagabond, which is the one with the uh, the plane crash. They do they eat at Subway all the time. That's like hilarious. you'll go and like it's a Subway. 
Like they're like, we should meet <laughs> at the uh, at a restaurant, and they go to Subway. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, all right, I get you, Subway. Uh, the food and everything looks way nicer than an American Subway. Uh, and then they go uh, in Hyena, the the lawyer one. They go and they're in. They go to this Aunt Annie's, and it's the nicest Aunt Annie's that's ever been made. Is that a pretzel it, place? Yes. Okay. Okay. But it's like a store instead of being like in a mall somewhere. It's like its own like storefront. Okay. And so they they do this shot of like they show all the pretzels and everything, and it's just so over the top. It it looks like an actual commercial for Aunt Annie's That's in amazing. this K drama. So and I, you, I just watched it and I was like, "This is amazing! I want." Do this. you do you watch the dubs or do you watch the subs? Do they have uh, them most dubs? of them don't have dubs? Okay, uh, they, so it's usually just subs. So you got to read. Okay. So Netflix has like done this thing where uh, they've they've started to dub a lot of like really popular shows from other countries. So like if yeah. Netflix Turkey had like you know this show that was super popular, they'll dub it and then because I've worked on probably I don't know four of them at this point. So if you want to get wild and you want to watch a Turkish show on Netflix called The Protector, turn on the dub. And you can hear me. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to. I'm writing down the protector. Yeah. I play like a Rastafarian. I think I'm in the first two episodes. I play like a Rastafarian Turkish guy who's the best friend to the main guy. That's awesome. Well, because like, like, I know they've done that for, uh, I mean, they did that for uh, a couple of like some South American dramas. Yeah, so one of them. Yeah, there's like a there's like a like a what is it? Is it a narcotics family or something? I forget what it is, but I play the the teenage son in one of them. I forget what it's called. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm on one of those too. I keep I keep playing like the uh, you know the son of the (laughs) like the 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 high kingpin. Yeah, exactly. Who in who in the one that I did is actually the mom. Okay. Um, it, oh gosh, what was it called? I don't know. What's funny is when I, when I record all of these, I, um, when I book them, they always have some kind of code name. So I don't ever find out what the actual name is until yeah. usually they'll do like a press release, like when it comes out. But uh, but I I work on it for however long I work on it under a different name. So <laughs> so I I don't know what it's actually called. Yeah, it's it's one of those it's it's a weird thing because like I was uh I, I knew a voice actor and I guess it's okay to talk about this because it's not really NDA, but he did an audition and he was looking at all of the words and he was like this sounds familiar, but they wouldn't tell him what the actual title was. Yeah. So he's like looking at it and he's like, "Hold on." So he goes and he looks it up and it was for Final Fantasy 7. Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah. like, it was it was a script for the remake that they just weren't telling him it was for the remake, and it was like, oh, he, he's looked at him, he's like, I thought I knew that, ca- like, I thought I had heard that before because this this one character says this. So yep. he was like, totally, ah. yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, there, there's a lot of codenamed projects, and I'll do the same thing. I'll be like, this, I swear, this is like, you know, Halo. This sounds like Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But they'll they'll try and change things in the scripts, like <laughs> like a Halo script might say like Mister Chief instead of Master Chief. Like they do, and it's like guys, really, like you just we'll sign an NDA. How about that? <laughs> yeah, just, just let me sign it. Just just, don't, just let us at some let point. You're like, words. don't 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 fool around. Just yeah. just do. Um, because like I mean, I remember working at the movie theater, and that's kind of what that was. Like you would get. You know, because when I worked at a movie theater, it was all it, it wasn't digital, so we still had film, and we had to splice the films together. So they would come in like two or three, depending on how big the movie was. These like box things, and they would have like three reels of the film in it each, and you would have to splice all the film together, and then put it on a wheel and make the wheel go, and then you thread it through, and it was a fun, you know, wonderful That's cool. everything. Yeah. But we would get them in. If they were big movies, they would never have the correct name. Like when we got episode three, it wasn't called episode three. It was called some sort of Western. And Is it that was because like, they don't want, like, someone will steal the shipment or something? Yeah. Cause, That's I, so cool. Unfortunately, what they'll do, because, like, like, when these places deliver these films, the yeah. movie theater doesn't usually isn't usually open. So what they'll do is they'll have a key to the back, and they'll, like, put them by the back door wow so it's like you could literally come and like jack a movie um if you were daring enough but we were in a mall so it kind of helped us out a little bit but they would yeah they would just like leave these canisters of films and you're just like all right i'm glad no one decided to take whatever this movie is and then you get it out and you're like oh it's you know the new Star Trek movie, and you're like, all right. That's so cool. It's just crazy stuff like that. Who would have was... thought? Who would have thought people were trying to jack films on reels? And I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, and now I don't know if anybody still does that. Like, I think everything's gone digital. Well, just because right then you can, you don't have to, because we would have to, whenever we got a movie, every Thursday, we would have to screen the movie. No matter what movie it is, so I've seen a ton of movies that I've never wanted to see before because you would have to – because you're building the movie. So you put – you assemble the movie and then you have to run it through the projector to make sure that everything's good. Make sure that you didn't flip the sound on the film because oh, if wow. – because uh, you can see like it's got these little lines and that's the sound. So you have to make sure that all of your sounds are – you know, splice together. You don't want your move like one part of your movie to be one way, and then you've spliced yeah. it wrong, and then the movie's flipped. Yeah. So you always had to watch it to make sure that everything in the movie was good. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was always a pain to do, but again, you you get to watch all the movies, and especially if you got multiple versions of the movie, you had to watch each version of the movie unless somebody else was there with you so there was one point where i had to watch hancock twice like (laughs) this isn't a good movie but i have to watch it again (laughs) you're like dang it like maybe it'll end differently it's like no it didn't it didn't didn't. differently yeah that's a bummer that's Um, cool you you had you had uh, tweeted something earlier um about uh, you looking for you know comic books so are you like in getting into comic books Oh, um, no, actually, so what I, I, uh, last year, um, my parents were kind of cleaning out a storage shed that they had at the, at my childhood house, and, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm the kind of person, like, I'm the, I was, I've been a collector since I was a kid, so toys, comic books, 
um, all that stuff. I was the kid who like didn't open his toys because I wanted to save them just in case like they were worth something someday. I don't even know yeah. where I got this concept, but it was just something I've I've always done. Um, so last year they were cleaning out the stuff. They're like, all right, we got to bring all this down to you. So they brought me down a bunch of storage bins full of toys, and then I also had two of the long um, cardboard comic book cases. Mm -hmm. uh like holders and uh i just have a ton of comic books so i'm actually looking to figure out what the best way to um catalog them find out what's worth what um and then sort of i think start selling them off um i don't necessarily want to keep them i didn't ever have like a full collection of any of anything or anything that i read regularly i mostly collected comic books because i liked the art yeah so I would get like the cool the ones with the cool covers and um I my dad and I built this like we took wood trim and put it along the border of the ceiling of my room so I could basically I had a border around the top of my walls of comic books all around my all around my room so I could swap them in and out so I would get new ones or ones oh, that cool. I would get signed and stuff and I would display them in my room so I've just got a ton of stuff that I've got to figure out. <laughs> I've got to figure out what I'm doing with. Are they bagged and boarded and everything? Yeah, everything's bagged nice. and boarded. Um, a lot of them are signed because I was doing things like going to WonderCon and um, getting the artists to sign things. Or like if there was a, a cover that I really liked, I would find out who who did it, um, either drew it or inked it or colored it or whatever, and then um, try and get them to sign it. But I have some. I have some ones that I know are like decently valuable but i also don't want to pay to have them graded and then i don't know that just seems like yeah you would want to do that if they're really valuable but i don't know yeah. that any any that i have are super valuable yeah that's the thing like i've got some good ones but it's like they're like maybe 20 bucks yeah and i'm like right. i don't want to you know pay like 20 bucks to get this graded to then sell it for $20. Well, and a lot of them are even more than like, it's like expensive to have them graded. It's yeah. like 50, 60 bucks or something like that. I'm like, dang, that, that is a, <laughs> that's a lot of money for the amount that I have in those boxes also. Mm -hmm. so. And unfortunately it's one of those like with uh, signatures, like if you get it signed, they won't grade it because they have to show that, you know, it was signed by the actual person. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, it's I'd, weird. I have no idea. No um, idea. So like those mine that I have, like I just display mine. Like I've yeah. got, I've got some like old school like Crisis on Infinite Earths and the New Teen Titans signed by George Perez. Nice. So because I was like, man, I love his art. Yeah. So I got those. I got him to sign them. So I'm just like, oh well. I mean, they're just fine for me. I've I've got them displayed nicely in my office. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I have like a ton of Rob Liefeld. Oh, sign nice. things and i'm like come on how can that be fake he literally is at every single every, convention yeah. signing yeah he's like everywhere i'm like come on it's actually it's funny that you say that but it's I, i've always wondered if having someone sign something makes it less or more valuable and i guess i mean well it, it depends it, it depends on the depends, person like but... if it's just like a normal collector like for me for instance if it's signed i'll be like oh that's pretty cool like, it wouldn't matter to me, but there are those collectors that are like, I want the pristine everything on it, so if you put ink to it, that degrades it for me, because that right. covers whatever. I yeah. want just the comic book by itself. Yeah. 
even if the you were like you were like Stan Lee is going to sign this, uh, personalize it for you, they'd be like, no, I just want the comic. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I I've seen that. I I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm probably more of the I would want it pristine kind of person. Yeah, I mean everybody's got their own stuff. Cause it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to find something that's in perfect condition. Yeah, Especially I think that's harder than from finding years ago. Yeah, it's harder to find something like that than it is to find something that's signed by somebody. Yeah, because I I have an old uh, Captain America like the first appearance of Nick Fury, uh-huh. um, and but it and it's graded and everything just because I was like, well, this is an expensive one, <laughs> yeah. So of it's graded and it's displayed but at the same time like i've got it displayed and it's just sitting there and it's like it's in its little thing i could never read it even if i wanted to so it's like (laughs) oh well see i don't know i like that i I, the collector in me is like oh that's cool because you know it's worth something it's been graded like you have that it will always be that like that is i don't know as opposed to yeah i don't know yeah, but but then, like I said, I was the kid who kept things in boxes. Like, I was okay not playing with a toy that I really liked because it would stay and look cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fun to me, so. So, what, what were you big into growing up? Ooh, um, I was super into Ninja Turtles. Nice. Um, I was super into Thundercats. <laughs> which like Thundercats. I know. Like, who's watching... your favorite? Okay, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Who's your favorite Thundercat? Ooh, Ninja Turtle. Well, Michelangelo has been my favorite forever, but I have I have a, a huge appreciation for Leonardo as well. I mean, yeah. I love all the turtles, but I have I a was, huge appreciation. I was a Donatello kid. A Donatello kid, yeah. I mean, see, I like. I mean, I like Donatello a lot. I don't know. I like. I actually think, like, if I was gonna voice one of the turtles at some point, I think, like, it might be the most fun to do Donatello. Because he's like the smart one. He's got all the ideas and everything like that. And he gets to yeah. mumble off techno jargon. Right. Which is, yeah, which is super fun. It's like vocal gymnastics. But I but I also like, I mean, I like Leo's personality. But then Mikey is just fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why they're so popular is because they're all kind of like a part of everybody. Like you can find something that's likable and relatable in each turtle. I don't know. I can get Except super deep about Ninja Turtles. He's the worst. No, I, I even no, Raphael. Just, I'm, I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I'm just mad. Like, sometimes I just want to be mad. Let me just be angry. Let me be emo boy a little bit. <laughs> so, okay. So, Thundercats, um, Ninja Turtles. Uh, later on, I was super into Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I'm trying to think what other toys I have. Um, yeah, I would say those were the main ones. I mean, you, anything martial arts related was always yeah. You know, were you, were you big into wrestling? Like with because uh, I mean, you do have a martial arts background. Like were you yeah, big there, into like the like WWF at the time and all that? Yeah. Stuff? So there there was a period um, where I was super into wrestling, um, and that was probably like ninth grade through eleventh or twelfth grade. Um, a lot of my high school friends were super into it, which kind of got me into it. I mean, I even when I was a kid, I was into it. Like, I I had the old school, like, 8-inch fully rubber <laughs> WWF figures. Like, I had Andre mm-hmm. the Giant and Hulk Hogan and, um, like, Junkyard Dog. Like, I had all those guys. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. I I I feel like I watched so much stuff. Um, not that I was always in front of the TV, but I just like. Well, because my parents brought all my old toys down, going through everything, um, like at the end of last year, I got to see again what I had when I was a kid. And I literally had toys from when I first started getting toys. Like I kept everything. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. There's like 20 storage bins full of stuff that I had to go through. Um, yeah, you know, it happens. Um, so yeah, like Captain Power, which I don't even know when that came out it was probably like 86 or 87 or something like that um captain power was this cool show and i know it was on tv but i don't remember when it was on or what channel it was on but what i remember is they sold vhs tapes of episodes and so i had a bunch of the vhs tapes but they sold do you know what captain power is do you remember i have no idea what captain power is okay i'm I'm trying to look up captain power to see if it's like jogging my memory so captain power they like the merchandise for this show was was awesome. So they sold these like handheld planes that almost looked like, uh, gosh, like some kind of like 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 Star Wars jet or something like that because it was kind of futuristic. I think it took place on like another planet or in space or something like that. But these these planes that they sold had um, a handle, almost like a gun. So when you would hold the gu- the handle in your hand, it was like you know you were holding the whole plane. Um, and there was a trigger on it, and it was sort of like laser tag, but you would follow along these VHS tapes, and you could shoot at the TV, and it would register, like, how many hits you were getting and all this stuff. It was very cool, and so I was super into that. I was really into Captain Power. Oh, I just I just found those cool, those those jet things. Yeah. it's That's it's, pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like it, I don't know, that's totally something that could, is still around or could come out now. Um... What else? I had a lot of G.I. Joes, but I didn't come to do the, to G.I. Joe um, until probably the early 90s. I think they started, they started, they were super popular in the early 80s and then really started going downhill end of the 80s because things like Transformers and like cooler toys were coming out. Um, but then there was a resurgence in popularity in the early 90s and then that's when I started collecting G.I. Joe stuff. So I have like the general which is this massive like tank slash helicopter carrier. Um, it's got a giant cannon on the back, but like I, <laughs> I unearthed that from one of the storage bins and was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this thing. It literally took up a storage bin by itself. But I had every single missile. I had every single decal. Everything was in like perfect condition because that's the kind of kid I was. Um, I mean, that thing goes for. I think when I looked at it on eBay, if it's complete, it goes for like six or seven hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not um, bad at all. Yeah, totally not bad. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to sell this right now. I'm going to keep it. So I actually I sold a ton of stuff on eBay. Um, random stuff too, like the mighty Mighty Ducks figurines from Disney's Mighty Ducks animated series. Oh god, yeah. Um, so I had stuff from that. Gosh, what else did I sell? So many things. I had a lot of collectibles from like the Disney store that I sold, um, but I kept all my original Ninja Turtles. I kept all my uh, all my Power Ranger stuff, and I kept all of my GI Joe stuff. So that stuff I still have in bins. Um, I just went and cataloged it, and uh, I know what I have. So I, like <laughs> in another twenty years, when I unearth those bins, um, I, when I open 
when I open them, there are there's like a legend that has the uh, contents of each thing and what's all there so that I know. I don't have to catalog it again. But it was fun. It was really fun going through and looking at all the stuff that I really liked as a kid. And yeah, just kind of reliving those, those reliving memories. Those memories, yeah. Yeah. Like when, because I remember when I left, uh left home like got rid of a bunch of stuff like i just ended up donating it because i was like i i'm moving to a place that's very small so yeah. i have no room for any of this um so like going through like i had like all of my ninja turtles um i had my power rangers those those flippy power rangers ones where you would like yeah flip right. their backs and their heads which and they would transform yeah, um, from their head into their uh, with their helmet on. Their helmet, yep. Yep. Uh, I had a ton of. Do you remember like uh, the Batman figures that there would be like a thousand different Batman figures? Like this was like hunting in the snow, Batman. This is disco yes. rave, Batman, yes. and it would just all yeah. Batman's of different colors and everything. I yep. had a ton of those with all of their original capes and accessories. Nice. Um, all of my Jurassic Park toys and my Legos. Um, like I had all my my original Jurassic Park people with all of their dinosaurs and net launchers and everything. Wow! Um, but yeah, I just ended up unfortunately donating them. Now I wish I would have kept them. Cause... Well, that's okay. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, somewhere some kid is having a blast with them, or some collector found them and is like, "Oh, <laughs> gold, hopefully, gold hopefully they went to good use." That's the main <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like as long as they went to good use, that's that's all yeah. I really care about. Yeah, yeah. It was hard. It was hard trying to decide what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to uh, get rid of. But like, I have um, in my office, I have a lot of uh, my collectibles displayed in these cool little like vintage display cases from. They're not actual vintage. They just look vintage, but they're from Ikea. Um, and uh, like uh, this company, NECA, uh, made – they did – are you familiar with NECA? I believe so. Okay, so they do like um, action figures, but they are scaled models of – and like exact replicas. So they have um, – I think it's eighth-inch scale um, or maybe it's six-inch or one-sixth scale um figures of the ninja turtles from the original ninja turtles movie oh nice and these figures i mean they look if you were to take a camera and like zoom in it would look like you're watching the movie like the these figures are so cool and they sold them as a box set at comic-con not last year but the year before so i think 2018 um san diego comic-con they sold these um Four turtles, and they just look so cool. So I have those on display with my original Ninja Turtles VHS, uh, movie VHS. Um, and then on the bottom of the same case, I have my original turtle van with my original four Ninja Turtles that I played with when I was a kid. Um, just, yeah. I, it's it's funny. Oh, like dang. Sorry, I just pulled up those Ninja Turtles. Holy yeah. crap. Don't they look awesome? Those are amazing. Yeah, so they just they actually just released a a shredder and a splinter. Also, they had done it in the past, but they're re-releasing them now because they they've been so popular. Um uh and I don't know if it's out yet, but they have a Casey Jones coming that's from the movie that looks Ooh. so good. It looks so good. So, yeah, it's funny cuz you know, going through all my old toys, I'm like, "Oh, what do I want to do with these? Do I want to keep them?" Um, some of them are so nostalgic and have had such a big impact on just like the things I like and 
you know, my style as far as like like doing martial arts my whole life and, you know, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and all this stuff. So I still, and I still like collecting things. So what I decided I wanted to do was sort of have like a, like a before and after in my, a lot of my cases. So mm-hmm. like I I like having my original Ninja Turtles, the four original Ninja Turtles in front of their turtle van on one shelf. And then like the adult collector version <laughs> on another shelf. So that's where like these figures from NECA come in and like, um, yeah, it's like the, obviously I, they're not, I don't think they're made for kids. Um, I think they're made for the adult collector who collected Ninja Turtles and you know, whatever. So it's fun. Like I also have, uh, actually that same year on 2018 at San Diego comic-con, um, Bandai released an, an exclusive Megazord. Um, that was like a soul of Chokogan uh megazord which is so soul of choke again was this like sort of it was a bandai company i believe um back in the 80s but it was like an offshoot of them it was higher end collectibles for adults um of like the toys that they were making for the kids so they would basically make like like they have a voltron one they had a voltron one for example so instead of like a plastic or just like a simple version they would make a die cast metal Oh, like dang. painted version of these toys. So Soul of Choke again re- is like made a comeback. They released a um a black was it black and green, a black and green Megazord, like original Megazord from the Power Rangers. Um that was all die cast metal. So I have like my original Megazord and then I have that one. Um and then I also have a 1980s Voltron that my cousin gave me that was that I that I only had I found when I um, went through all my storage bins but um I was missing a couple pieces so I like sourced them on eBay and from some other collector sites and basically like reformed Voltron the 80s one <laughs> and then Soul of Choke again made a diecast Voltron like an updated version oh man these these toys are so cool like they're so well made they look incredible they're like super heavy oh dude um, sorry i i just pulled up are you looking the black up one oh my gosh that's yeah, amazing awesome? yeah it's they're all so cool they're all so cool so i have the soul of choke again uh voltron and i have the soul of choke again uh that megazord in my case in oh, my case man. as well Oh, there's the black one. Oh, dude. Look up the Voltron one. The Voltron one is like, it's beautiful. I like the Megazord one, and I actually think they did one in the original colors. So, like, I'm sure that I could get that if I wanted. Um, but I thought the black and green one was really cool. Ooh. Just kind of a unique a unique take on it. But the Voltron I, one is the original colors. and I kind of like just the cats by themselves. Yeah, they, I mean, they, if it was if it was me and I had, you know, access to get these, I would get all of the cats and the Voltron, and then just display all, all of them together. Well, so I like mean, they basically come, two sets. They, uh, well, here's the thing: you can take apart the Voltron. I know, but I would want both. I would want. Like, oh, you, you I would, want, I would to. want to display <laughs> the cats to. and then display Voltron. <laughs> That's awesome. Because like, yeah, when, I was when, like. When I do stuff like that, like I have to go the whole way or else I just can't do it. Well, that's like that's kinda like me too. That's the exact reason why I cannot collect Pop Funkos. Like I I 
I like some of them, but I cannot, I can't get fully on board with Pop Funkos for a couple of reasons. One of them being, it's impossible to have all of them. Like I yeah. just couldn't, you just can't collect all of the Funkos. So you would just, you would know, you I, just have to collect the ones in your, like in, in the thing that you're getting. Like if you get like the Game of Thrones ones, you would have to just get the Game of Thrones ones or just ugh, get the Harry that, Potter ones. Yeah, I don't know. But still, even that, there's like so many of them. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't like the, how they are displayed. Like, I don't know. I have some, I have some from My Hero Academia. Um, but I also like, I don't like, I don't like the fact that they're sort of, I mean, I guess all this stuff is probably mass produced and maybe it just seems like it's not, but there's so many of them. Like nothing is actually truly collectors, like except the ones that are almost unattainable, you know? I mean, I have one, I have an Ace Ventura Pop Funko that somebody gifted me. Um, That's really cool. And that's vaulted. So like supposedly not coming back. It was one of the really early ones that they released. So it's like, you know, I think the last I checked, it was going on eBay for like 350 or 400 bucks or something like that. Like I like that, but like uh, for the My Hero Academia, there was uh, they have three pops that came out from My Hero Academia that are considered like the grails, like the holy grails of My Hero Academia pops. Um, one of them is uh, Ochaka, um, masked from San Diego Comic Con. That was an exclusive one there. Another one is um, is that Hands Boy? No, that's Bubble Girl or oh. Gravity Girl. Sorry, I don't know any of their names. I know there's no, there's, okay. there's Deku and Bakugo. Yeah. And Todoroki. Todoroki. Yeah, and then there's the great one. There's a one. million of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, no one likes that guy. Mineta. I don't I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. He seemed to be like it, it's weird like that's definitely a thing like with, you know, you get that type, you know, you get that, you know, kind of pervy character in a lot of anime. But it just feels like now at this day and age, like that character yeah. is like nobody likes. Like we can get rid of this character now. And right. so it feels yeah. like he's just on the cusp of it to where like I'm sure it's like in the manga, I'm sure it was hilarious. But then like as it went on, it was like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, we've yeah, we've seen we've seen enough of this guy. Um yeah, what are the other? Oh, oh, so there's a and one of the one of the grails is in 2017 Funimation released a glow in the dark All Might and it was apparently like really hard to get and it was going for a decent amount like I mean 250 or something like that. So a lot of people wanted it and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really cool one." So I I had another Funko that I didn't really like that somebody gave me. Um, or that I got at like a uh, like an event or something like that. Like I went to the Dragon Ball Z Super Broly premiere and they gave out gift bags. Mm-hmm. And in it, there was a Funko that was going for like 150 bucks or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I'll sell that one because I don't really care about that. Um, I'll sell that one and then I'll get the, all, the glow-in-the-dark all night. So I got it. And then like two months later, Funko did a re-release of the glow in the dark all night from 2017 in, like in this was in 2019 with the 2017 sticker so it just like undid oh, that that sucks the va- yeah the value dropped significantly i'm like ah that's just dumb like i don't know you think you're safe not safe i mean it's not like i'm investing in funkos or something like that but 
still, like, I like them because they are collectible. I like collectibles because they are collectible. I don't like it if it's just easily attainable. Yeah, you I know. mean, I, I do this. I like to work for it. I do the the same thing with Pokemon cards. Yeah. Like, I'll, like, I, I don't play the game, and, like, it, it's only kind of started in the last, like, year. Like, I'll get them, and I've donated so many Pokemon cards. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. like, it, just, like, the scrub, po- like, the scrub Pokemon, I don't care about those. Like, I will give those away. Like, somebody can have those. I only care about these holographics or these, like, misprint ones, these error cards, and yeah. these, like, banned Japanese ones. Uh, yeah. Like, those are the ones that I collect. Because I'm like, yes. oh, like, if, if it's, like, 25 cents, no, it, that can be donated. But, like, I've got some. Like, I, I pulled one that's $800. And I'm like, if I get wow. it graded and it's, like, it's a 10, it's $800. So I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, the centering's not 100% perfect. So I don't want to get it graded. Yeah. Because then, like, the moment that you get it graded and it comes back, like, an 8 or a 9 it's like 400 bucks. So right. it's like reduced almost by half, if not more. So it's like, mm, I'll just wait. I'll just keep it in its little, its nice little plasticky case, you know, in my stuff. So like that, but it, it's also a crapshoot because something crazy could happen and a card that you don't think is worth anything can be the most valuable card in this entire set. Uh, like, there's there's some like and and then cards that you don't think about uh or, or cards that you are like oh yeah this is a this is a charizard it's going to be worth the most it's like worth nothing and you're like yeah. oh well how come this like trainer card is worth more than this card it's it's a crapshoot half the time um but i do a lot of the japanese cards just cuz the japanese cards they're like way cleaner than the american cards because oh, yeah. like you, you really don't. You hardly ever have to worry about centering on a Japanese card, because they take way more pride in doing everything than like the mass production of like the American cards. So That's like I've like I have a bunch of Japanese cards. And I'm just like yes, so pretty. Dude, do you ever like post any of your stuff online? Uh, like, I, I've like, posted. I've posted some. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did get, I, I think one of the only posts that I, cause I, it's, it's so nerdy that like, I don't think a lot of people care. <laughs> um, but like I did post one where they were doing this, this pack, um, and you could get a God pack. Um, and that was all, it was, it was Japanese cards. And usually you don't get, you only get like six cards, uh, in a Japanese pack. Whereas an American, you get 11. This one, mm-hmm. they, it was a special thing of 11 cards. They would give you 11 Japanese cards, um, and one out of every 100 or 200 packs was called a God Pack. And all of that pack was all holographics. Oh, so wow, the entire cool. pack was hollows. And so, like, I just I bought three of these cases, uh, had them shipped from Japan, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to open one case. So I opened yeah. it, and... Like, my third pack was a god pack. Oh, my god! And gosh. I, like, opened it, and I was... Because, like, there's, like, you can... Like, if you get a trainer card, or a, a uh, hollow energy card is your first card in this pack, then you've gotten a god pack. So I open the thing, and I pull it out, and the first card is a hollow energy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I pulled it out, and, like, that's, like, the only picture that I've taken of Pokemon cards. So yeah. I'm like, I got a god pack. <laughs> I would be so stoked. That's so cool. 
I was like, when I pulled it, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was like, my hands were shaking and like, I was looking at the cards and I'm like, they're not like ridiculously. I think the, what one of them is like worth a hundred bucks. Um, okay. and the rest of them are like in that like 10, 20, you know, $5 range. But I was like, just the experience of it. I was like, that was worth it. That was worth the entire box right there. So did you still just open one box or did you open the other? No, box? yeah, I have two of them. They're just sitting there right now. <laughs> like I've, I've got two other ones cause I'm like, maybe I just got lucky. And so I've got, you know, two boxes just kind of sitting here. Um, yeah. I could open them, but it's also like with, uh, that's another thing with Pokemon cards. Like if you hold on to cards themselves, like there are packs that are worth like a thousand dollars just for a pack. Wow. Wow. Like if if they're like older Pokemon cards, so that's why like I try to go, you know, if if there is a uh, like a flea market or something, and I get kind of word that there's gonna be people selling you know cards and stuff, I'll go yeah. because like if you can find an old pack of Pokemon cards, like like base set Unopened. Pokemon cards go for like five hundred bucks. Wow! So like that's just a pack. Um, like it it could be whatever. Um, so if you can find like old boxes and stuff like if you can find an unopened box with the like OG like Pokemon wrapper on it from like Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, it's like five grand, like d- depending on the box. And it's just like like whatever deck it is or it's one of those Pokemon cards like they retain their value for some stupid reason. Because there's that That's so funny uh, base set Charizard. I think that goes for like 10 grand. Wow. So it's like if you can get a tin like base set Charizard, like you're set. You'll be okay. You can basically buy a car. Wow. Like I trade this That's card insane. for a car. Yeah. Pokemon car. Oh, I would love a Pokemon car. <laughs> it's got little Pikachu ears. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. Ah, man. So uh, collecting's fun, but it's also yes. tedious. Yes. But that's, but I like, that's the part I like about it too, is I like that it's like, I got to work for something or like, you know, I don't know. I like that. I do like that aspect. Yeah. And it. It, it, it's nice though, like when, when you can like physically go and buy something, whereas mm-hmm. like, again, like with the Pokemon cards, like it's just a pack and you could get screwed. Like you could get a whole thing and get nothing. Like you could buy a whole box of Pokemon cards and get nothing. Right. Like spin, you know, <laughs> spend your hundred bucks and get like a $5 card and be like, well, that was it. I've wasted $95. Well, dude, have you watched, um, speaking of like, you know, things we've already talked about, but other things that I've watched, I watched McMillions on HBO. Dude, I loved McMillions. I've not, okay. I, like, I don't know anybody else that's watched it. So yes. I'm glad so, you watched it. I loved it also, but it's also kind of like, dang, I wonder how much other stuff this happens with. Oh, got to be tons, man. Because, I mean, you know? McDonald's was so strict with their stuff, but there's right. got to be someone that wasn't as strict. Yeah. And you, you know, know like, that like, happened. How, like, is it really one in ten, you know, or one in, like, 100 packs? Like, how do I know? That's just what you say. Like, do you – I don't know. Yeah. I always, want, I always wonder about things like that. It's like – especially when you get a – when you wait, sorry, I just got a weird email. Oh no worries. Um, well, I mean, um, it's weird because I mean that happens with cards. I mean, be it Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, whatever. People will buy those cards, open the packs up very carefully, look for 
cards and then if they don't find the ones that they want or they'll take the ones out that they want and then they'll insert another card and then reseal them and then sell them see and I it's know, the this... worst thing and i'm just like yeah that's horrible I've, I've only gotten one thing from amazon that was like that where it was clearly done and so like wow. i sent it back and i was like guys you it this is clearly opened like the reseal's not even good on it like the bits of wow. the the foil are still like they didn't even like clamp it all the way shut. Yeah. And it's just like, no refund me. And you know, Amazon's super cool about that stuff. Cause they don't like that either. Cause that brings their, you know, it, you know, brings yeah. their, uh, like reviews. Reputation. Down. So they're, yeah, they're, they're reputation like, oh, we'll refund that. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. But no, yeah. Like with the McMillions thing, there's gotta be places that are doing that exact same thing, where it's like you can win this, and you are, you're obviously not going to, right? Like publishers clearing house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. McMillions was crazy. McMillions. Did you watch Tiger King? Also, I, I did Tiger not King watch too. Tiger King. Tiger King's just ridiculous. Like I, like I'm from Oklahoma, and I've been to Winniewood. <laughs> Have so, you? Yeah. Wait, not to the zoo? No, yeah, to the zoo. Oh my! Well, because like that's the thing. Like it's it was like an it's like an hour and a half away from Oklahoma City. So Dude, you it's have like, to watch this thing. Then a lot of people would just go there because, and especially with you could hold a tiger cub, <laughs> and it was like yes. yeah, I'll hold a tiger cub. Yeah. Do you have pictures of yourself from there? Oh, dude, I don't have like half of my pictures. I found like the only pictures that I have left because um, like uh, my my mom passed away at the beginning of last year. So mm. I she had a house and it, it was kind of a mess. But a lot of stuff was in a storage facility that got mm-hmm. flooded. Oh, gotcha. So half of the stuff I don't have anymore. Like oh, I was like such a the only things that I have were what were in her house. So like mm-hmm. I have maybe like a small folder worth of like my childhood pictures. Yeah. Um. But like there's like a gap. Like you see, like, be- like kindergarten into first grade, and then there's nothing until my senior year of high school. Oh, because it so was sad. all in the storage. Yeah. But like yeah. there is there is a one photo. I maybe like three. Um, it's like Christmas morning, and I'm wearing mm-hmm. like my awesome uh, Ninja Turtles jammies, and I'm awesome. holding a Donatello <laughs> in my hand. Like I yeah. just opened it, so it's still in the box, and I'm like, yeah. I remember this because I, I remember those jammies, and I remember yeah. that Donatello toy. Oh, that's awesome. That's um, awesome. But no, yeah, I, I wish because like there is a photo of me. I was probably like 10, and I've got a – I'm holding a little tiger cub. Dude, that would be an amazing thing to post up right now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's so I, crazy. Well, like, I, I mean, I didn't even put two and two together. Like, I should have asked you sooner. Well, it's one of those things, like, in Oklahoma, like, we knew that the guy was there, but we all just, like, thought it was like, yeah, the dude's crazy. Like, it was never anything to where, like, where it is now. So, like, right. there's, like, people in Oklahoma were just like, well, yeah, he was he was just a weirdo. <laughs> well, and, what's crazy is it's still going. It's like, yeah, it's like a lot of these people are still, I mean, obviously Joe Exotic is, he's in jail, but like there's other people who are doing stuff. I don't know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, I don't know that I liked the documentary. I actually think I liked McMillions more, um, but I mean, especially because you've got like home ties there. Dude, you, you might know people who work there. You might be like, oh my God, there's Jane. 
Uh, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, like, I, I had really no desire to watch it because everybody, like, again, already kind of knew the story because I lived in Oklahoma. So, I mean, like, you kind of follow it um, yeah. just, like, through the news. But um, I was listening to uh, – Chris Jericho has a podcast called Talk is Jericho, and he had one of the guys from Tiger King on there. I, I guess, like, the guy who rode the jet ski? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who, I guess, narked yeah. on him yeah. to the FBI – like, yeah, he was on there and he's basically telling why he did it, because apparently Joe Exotic would like harm the animals. Like if he needed to make room for animals, like he talks about this time where um, this person needed to put these animals up in Joe's zoo and he didn't have room. So mm-hmm. he took three tigers and just like shot them and then like chopped them up for parts and sold them. Dang. And it's like. You know what? I get it. Yeah, I and like the guy found out about that, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I don't like it when people harm animals." So that's why he narked to the feds. And I'm like, you know what? I totally get it. Like, yeah, I'd have narked to the yeah. feds too. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. good lord. But like, yeah, like Dude, we didn't really know all that was going on. But like, yeah. you knew that you know there was craziness going on. Uh, yeah. but not not to the extent because like this guy's telling you about like. Yeah, like, they didn't even touch on, like, the animal abuse and stuff like that that went on. So he was like, there could be a whole nother season of the Tiger King just way darker. Just based on that stuff, Just yeah. based on that, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it, was pre- it was pretty crazy. It was pretty, pretty crazy. And then they've done, like, follow-ups, like TMZ did a thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm like, all right, seen enough. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but no, McMillions, like that one, who's your favorite? Like I have one person that I loved in that, uh, McMillions, uh, Oh, did- Oh, it had to, it had to be the guy who was like sitting at the table at the end and they were like, would you do it again? And he was like, Oh yeah. In a heartbeat. <laughs> like that guy, he Is was, that guy? he was great. And the FBI agent I loved the FBI agent was the funny. FBI I mean, agent. He was, he was like- <laughs> so over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's like a, uh, what is the guy from, um, from the Marvel movies, from Agents of Shield, Coulson. He, yeah, he's Coulson. very much like Coulson. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that vibe. It's pretty funny. Oh man, yeah, dude, I love McMillions. That was my that was my jam. Like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I watched every single episode, and I was trying to get other people to watch it and be like, "Watch this, please, watch it." I will give you my HBO login so you can watch this. <laughs> have Have you watched things like? Um... The toys that made us, or the movies that made us on Netflix. I, I watched the movies that made us. I like them. I the toys ones. I was kind of like, uh, I I don't really want to too much because it'll make me want to start collecting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Where at least yeah. with like the movies that made us, it's like if I don't own this movie, uh, I'll just buy it. You know, right? I don't got to do right. too much about it. But yeah, no, the to- the toys that made us and like the Lego Masters. Like yeah. I don't want to do those just because I'm like I want to I want to get into it because I have an addictive personality. So, like, mm-hmm. if I see a lot of people playing with, like, Legos, be like, I want to get Legos, I'll buy Legos. That's, like, like that funny. was Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. now I'm so far into it. Like, I've got, like, so many renovations on my house. I'm, like, millions of pounds and uh, millions of bells in debt. And I'm just like, uh. It's, That's yeah. It's really funny. It's fun. I don't actually, I don't actually know how it works. Is it kind of like Sims? Or yeah. Sim City or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's basically Sim City, except instead of being really small and everything, you're you're there's animals. <laughs> like, gotcha. It's okay. it's like Minecraft mixed with Sim City. Okay. 
I mean, it sounds fun. I just, oh man, yeah. For me, it's like, I don't know. I'll, I would rather get obsessed with toys and go buy a bunch of toys than have something like Animal Crossing or like another video game or something that takes that just like sucks all consumes your time. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like I, I use it now more. Like I'll I'll do the thing where like I'll like first thing when I wake up. So eight o'clock rolls around. I'll get out of bed, I'll make my bed, and then I'll go in the living room and I'll turn on Animal Crossing and I'll do my like chores in Animal Crossing. And so, yeah. so then by like 8.30, I'm done with my chores and then I usually play it at night. That's awesome. Because like okay. it's, it's, yeah, so it's super easy control. to unwind. It's like because you can fish in the game. So I'll just like uh-huh. craft a couple fishing poles, just go out and like fish for like an hour and just like unwind from the day. And then I'll be like, all right, time to go to bed. That's so funny. Yeah, see me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to unwind, and then I go and just, like, shoot people on Apex Legends. <laughs> hey, we all unwind differently. We all have our own methods. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Adam, this was super fun. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, as always, and always, yeah, fun chatting, and, yeah, appreciate it. Oh, no problem. And maybe we'll have Sam next time if she decides to wake up. Yeah, what the heck? So she said uh, her sleep schedules. Yeah, <laughs> she said like her sleep schedules weird because I was like I shot her a thing last night and I was like, hey, because like we were playing Animal Crossing together and I was like, hey, do you just want to come over and I mean we're, I'm recording with Adam tomorrow. You want in and be like, my sleep schedule is weird. Like, um, let me see the exact text. I think she said she wakes up at noon. And I'm what like, the... girl. Oh yeah, uh, she used to get up at seven every day and now she's lucky if she's up before twelve. And wow. I'm like, girl. That's yeah, a you bit much. Get, yeah, you gotta. That's a, yeah, that's a significant difference, Sammy. You gotta get on it. Oh, I'll, te- I'll shoot her a text. I'll shoot her a text. I'll tell her she missed out. She missed out on so much fun. We talked about toys. It was yes, great. We talked about so many good things. Uh, so, Adam, where can everybody find you social media wise? Um, I am Ninja Mac on everything, which is amazing. Um, so, Instagram, you can find me Ninja Mac, Twitter, um, and TikTok, which is you know whatever but. are you doing the cameo thing uh i am on cameo um i think i don't know let me look actually i forget what my cameo thing is yeah uh, i don't oh sorry i, I was what you were looking up that was like in you can always go watch uh sarver's forces of evil whole series yes. is done now yep you can watch a whole series on um disney plus you can also watch it on hulu um what else salem is coming soon salem is coming soon you can watch uh the protector on netflix at least the first two episodes after that you know you can probably turn them off (laughs) (laughs) yes you can do that yeah i'm ninja mac on cameo also but i i have a love hate with cameo oh only book me on cameo if you really need something like really need something otherwise just save your money and send me a dm on twitter there you go. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh LK. Oh, I forgot to say, we're going to put all of, uh, you know, Adam's links in the in the show notes, so you'll be able to find everything there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh LK. And you can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast. All of our episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, uh, our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. Be sure and, you know, review us, like us, uh smash the like button on the youtube comment we respond to comments good or bad because that's what youtube is yeah but only do good (laughs) i mean yeah i mean only do the good ones but i mean like if 
uh, we've we've had some before like people are like well why did this do like why did you record this or like why didn't you we had one one person was like it was for uh the movie storks um we had one person comment like they shot us a, a message after we've reviewed the movie it's like why didn't you uh say that there was an lgbt couple in there like you're misrepresenting blah 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 and it's like because it's not a big deal like, oh my gosh. like yeah, there's always somebody I was there's always like, somebody who what? can find something to complain about that's what i've learned yeah and i was I mean, like, like yeah what, what are you talking about like it was it, it was a happy couple that received a child like yeah there's that's happiness man and then he like yeah. walked us and it was like okay bye yeah whatever. have fun <laughs> whatever ah craziness uh but no yeah. adam again thanks for so much for coming on man of course, dude. Great chatting with you as always. Um, on the other side of this, hope to see you in person. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, h- hang when, in there. when we actually get to record the Salem stuff. Yes. Whenever yes. the state is open for us to do that. Yes, we'll make it happen. Oh man! All right. So for the Animation Station podcast, I'm Josh, and I'm Adam. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.